It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, party people? How's it going? We are here in the home studio again for Headspace with Dr. Mike, and my office is a mess. My goodness, I've been working hard. And so anyway, excited about having you all today for our show. Got a surprise for you, got a surprise for you, but you're going to have to wait a little bit. So patience is always key, but I am just excited about having you all today. Uh, It's always a joy. Uh, when we get to um, interact with my folk, uh, all my good headspacers literally all over the world. Uh, we have some folk who tune in live <clears throat> on the day that we record, as well as those that tune in for our podcast. So regardless of where you are, please know that we appreciate you and your support of Headspace with Dr. Mike. So looking forward to having a great show today. Uh I, I hope you all are doing well here in the East Coast. We are actually here in Maryland. I'm looking out the window and it looks like the rain has stopped, but uh, it's still a little dreary today, but that's all good because you know what? Uh, the, the the rain is important. What's happening, mama? Good to see you. Thank you for tuning in today. The rain is important because the rain is what keeps us going, right? It's, um, you know, it's always funny when I think about uh, how nature works, right? How how God just made the planet and made the world that every piece of water that we ever use and consume is already here. Like, isn't that kind of just wild? Like it's it just, it's the circle. It's not, I don't think this is a part of the circle of life, but it's the idea, right? So it's the water that we drank actually very well could have been, I don't think about it because it'll kind of, make you get a little sick, right? (laughs) But nonetheless, just everything. And so, you know, you look at the storms that come through, it is God's way of allowing nature to um, rejuvenize, rejuvenize itself. Is that a word y'all rejuvenize, rejuvenate? Listen, they make up new words in the dictionary all the time. Um, So you know what? Rejuvenize, if it's not a word, it's a word today, at least in headspace land. So excited about having you all today. Um, want to definitely um, give a shout out to the Headspace team uh, where they may be. They are literally scattered all about. And then also want to give a shout out to Elevation Global Media Network, including uh, all the team that really just works hard in making that work, especially for the boss lady, Cassandra Ferguson, who is out making money moves. Uh, So we definitely appreciate her. With that being said, I got some head notes for you all today. We got some head notes. There is something that is going on. There is a, um, I don't know if you heard in the news about uh, a princess uh, in Japan who decided that she was in love. I think he was her college sweetheart um, or she was his college sweetheart, one or the other. But basically he is known as a commoner. And what that means is that he is not royalty. But she is. And I guess in order for her to marry him, she had to basically leave the throne. She had to basically leave, um, leave royalty. And she opted to do that. Like she, she really opted to do that. And so 
very fascinating uh, a very fascinating story i thought was um was pretty interesting um that was something that i i'm interested in hearing from y'all like what what are y'all's thoughts about that like you know could we have figured out another way <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know could we have figured out another way i mean you know here we go you you are in love and now all of a sudden uh you find out that you can no longer be um you know the royalty that you were um how does that work right i don't know that's that's fascinating i don't know that's that's very fascinating interesting that's an interesting uh interesting chain of events with that so um there was another thing that was in the news that i thought was very fascinating was there was a man since 2014 i believe uh he actually basically spent a hundred and fifty dollars on six flags meals um to save debt yeah six flag meals to save that man, man saved thousands by eating every meal at six flags um very fascinating story first of all those of you who know me know i love roller coasters definitely love six flags so i'm already in in for that for seven years for seven years it says here that man saved thousands by eating every meal at six flags for seven years so what he did basically was he paid the 150 dollars for the unlimited year-round access to Six Flags. So that include, uh, this was Six Flags Magic Mountain in California. So that included parking, two meals a day, right? Plus admission to the park. And he basically did that for seven years, um, paid the $150 every year, right? I, I imagine, I imagine, I don't necessarily know that it was $150 every year. Um, I think it may, it may have, I would imagine it was maybe, um, I don't know what did it, it start at 150 years seven years ago that that'd be interesting to know but nonetheless 150 i don't know anybody that could eat their meals could survive off of 150 dollars a year <laughs> i don't know anybody um so what he did was he basically worked it out he worked he literally worked around the corner from six flags magic mountain so he would literally make a part of his lunch break will be to go over there maybe you know time it out right where he would get there go get lunch um, while he was in there, maybe get dinner. I don't know. I don't know how that, I mean, how that works. He said, and here's the funny thing about it. He said that early on, it was a little rough because it was just typical theme park food, right? So it wasn't a lot of healthy options. So he admitted, he said he gained some weight through it all um, at the very beginning. Um, it was a little hard um, for him. Um, so he kind of, you know, cause there weren't a lot of healthy options at the time. And then, but as it got on and progressed through the years, he was able to actually, um, <laughs> he was actually able to, um, you know, was able to, uh, what's the name? He was able to um, find some healthier options. He said, I mean, even in the healthy options, they weren't like the most healthiest, but they did what they were supposed to do. Could y'all do that? Like, could you do that? Like, first of all, that that's a lot of discipline. Like, I don't care who you are first of all d d amusement park traffic is enough to be like yeah this isn't worth it like you know what i mean like this really isn't worth it like just so you got to get in line for the amusement park to get in you got to go park and it's not like i mean unless you know depending on what time you did it but magic magic mountain in california if you've been there it is um you know it's open pretty much year round and 
you know, it's not like you just have a, a parking space up front. You have, you know, you got to walk through the parking lot. You got to go through that. I mean, that's just so much. But I guess when you're on a mission, that goes that goes something with persistence, I guess. that I mean, more power to you, Brother Dylan. More power to you. I, I think that that is, uh, that is noble. I mean, I, I, I'm impressed. Um, $150 for a meal plan. I imagine that there are other stories like that all around the world of um, different people who have taken advantage of different types of situations like that. I was thinking uh, the other day um, when I worked uh, for the university that I attended, um, you know, part of the deal when I when I took a job there was I actually got um, access to the, the school cafeteria at the college. And so I actually it was called Chuck's and I ate at Chuck's, you know, and I could do that because what's up, brother Kevin out of Denver? Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you. Good to see you. Um, so Chuck's was, you know, where the students, all the students ate. And, you know, part of my job as an admissions uh, officer was to, you know, meet with prospective students, but then also their families. So, you know, we'd have lunch and dinner with them, breakfast with them. I didn't eat breakfast, though, most of the time. I know that's a bad that's a bad thing. But um, but I did have lunch. And a lot of times, you know, I was always there later. First of all, I was a bachelor. So there's that. And I think what led me to think about this was I was like, well, did I really I, I lived in, you know, I lived in a nice townhouse and I cooked, but not regularly. Like it's like I didn't cook every day. Um, and it wasn't that I ate out every day either, but I ate at school because I was usually there. I would stay over for, you know, I had some activities with the students, you know, including choir rehearsal and stuff like that. So I would just stay grab dinner and then keep it moving and there were other times where i may have grabbed like a late night stack or something from applebee's we had um there was always half price appetizers my roommate and i would would kind of do that um for and that's that's kind of what has gotten me in trouble through the years but that's another conversation the point i'm making is that when you think about it even that could be disciplined because what i could have done and i should have done during that time was i probably um the money, I should have kind of figured out what my budget would have been if I didn't have that meal plan. And then what I could have done was taken the money and instead of, you know, using it on other stuff, I could have saved it. I, I probably should have. So I appreciate what Dylan did in California with eating $150 <laughs> uh, worth of uh, food um, at Six Flags every day for seven years. Um, he did his uh, meal plan plan unlimited rides, unlimited food. I say I would be doing it just so I can get on the roller coasters every day, but he's doing it so that he can make sure he eat. <laughs> oh man, so it's fascinating. I tell you what, I tell you what. So um, things are starting to heat up in the football race. Uh, things are starting to heat up in the football race. I don't have my my team here to help me out and I feel like I'm gonna be bombarded by Mr. Denver Broncos himself, brother Kevin. Uh, but we are, uh, you know, we're sitting in the Ravens are sitting in the bye week. We're five and two. We had a uh, we had a tough loss to the Bengals uh, last week. And I've been talking some smack with uh, some of my Cincinnati friends uh, because, you know, they they want to, you know, who that, who that, who they go beat them Bengals, they, that whole stupid song. Um, and so now because they, they got a good team this year, they think they can just talk trash. But, um, it, you know, it, right now, you know, we're doing what we're doing. But let's see what happens when it comes playoff time, right? Let's see what happens when it comes playoff time. We got a whole lot of season ahead of us. Uh, but uh, I was a little sad that my little birds didn't do what I needed them to do 
last week, but they did play a tough game, but still, uh, tough game doesn't win the game. <laughs> All right, y'all, let's go ahead and make sure we pay a bill, and then we're going to keep it rolling. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit him up at G Walt Services on Instagram. Remember, G Walt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. All right. So, you know, as I was thinking about what I was going to share for my heads up today, one of the thoughts that kind of came to mind was the idea um, was the idea of preparation. We were talking about the young man who uh, was very disciplined and making sure that he spent his $150 a year for his season pass to Six Flags. And he used that every day and he went for lunch and dinner at the park to eat. And that's how he saved a whole lot of money to pay off his debt. But, you know, one of the things that makes that work is preparation, right? Preparation. And I think a lot of times in our lives, we have a tendency to um, kind of, um, what's the word? Undervalue the importance of preparation. Uh, preparation is key. Uh, one of the things that um, I, I you hear a lot about, especially now, especially if you're on social media and stuff and people are kind of doing different things with their health and fitness and, you know, just master projects that they have is they talk about, you know, meal preparation and you talk about, um, you know, just uh, preparing for the future or preparing for a rainy day and stuff like that. Uh, at the job that I work for, uh, one of the things that we have, we are one of the agencies that works hand in hand in the, in the midst of a, of a, of a crisis especially an emergency of some type, we actually work with um, FEMA and different um, federal agencies to help people. Like if we need to have open up shelters, if we need to, you know, have mass evacuations, uh, even repatriation when, uh, you know, you have the situation like, for instance, in Afghanistan, when citizens are coming back home from the, from an emergency situation overseas, we actually assist with a lot of that. And there's a session, a class that we offer called emergency preparedness. And What's fascinating about emergency preparedness this is a great class because what it, they talk about is the importance of like starting to build a stockpile of things in the event that we have an emergency, right? And they have actually give us a list. It's called a to-go box, a go box. And it's basically like the idea of one of those big, you know, Rubbermaid containers and you put stuff in, like you have some canned goods in there. You have like a, um, a crank operated radio and a crank operated flashlight. Maybe you have some candles in it. You have, um, for those people that live on above a top floors, maybe you have one of those ladders that you can put on the side of the window. And that way, if you ever need to get out of the building, you can like, crawl down the window, all those things. But the key to making those things work is you got to put some preparation into it, right? You got to put some prepare, you know, you got to be prepared. Um, I, I work with a lot of folk when it comes to, um, you know, sharing what I'm doing with my health journey. One of the things that I tell people is that, yes, there's a program that I follow, but actually what makes the program work is being prepared. Uh, so, you know, for those that know, by the way, y'all want to let y'all know I'm down six pounds for the week. Uh, so we are just really marching on. I think I'm going to be able to make that 100, 100 pound mark by the end of the year. So we're, we're going to work on it. But um, anyway, what what has made that successful is 
uh, the way this program, particular program works is I have to eat six times a day. Um, five of those days are what we call fuelings, and the fuelings are, you know, what they are. And um, when I first started the program, there were days where I was good at it and then other days where I was bad at it. And what it boiled down to was I wasn't prepared. Like what would happen is I would be, you know, leaving the house. I'd have everything I needed. I'd do what I'd do. And um, yes, babe, thank you for listening, babe. Uh, yes, being prepared takes discipline. Absolutely. And um, one of the things that would happen is I would say things like, um, all right, all right, I'm going to be home by this time. So I didn't necessarily bring the extras that I needed. And without fail, that would be the day where something would happen and I would not be able to get home right away. And then what would happen is I would make some bad choices because I didn't have the stuff I needed at the time. I wasn't prepared. So what I ended up doing was I came up with a system where I put a Ziploc bag together for month and I labeled it M, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And what I do is I actually put my fuelings, my five fuelings for each day in the bag and I keep it in our pantry closet and every day what I do is I have my bag for the day and so what's nice about it is I have my bag for the day um, I'm able to just pull from it so if I leave the house I just grab the whole bag take the bag with me and then I have everything that I need to be able to do what I need to do to be successful why because I'm prepared but in order for that to work I got to prepare it right so what I'll do is the night before I'll refill the bag of the day that I use right I'll refill that bag make sure it's full put that in the closet and then I'll also at the same time pull out the bag for the next day and I'll double check it just to make sure everything's in there and bam, I'm ready to go. Why? I'm more prepared. And it doesn't stop there. Then there's a meal that I have to have at some point and I got to prepare, think in my mind and I found that I'm better off when I'm thinking through that day and have, look, the best part is if we have the meal already prepared, all I got to do is just grab it and go, right? But at the same time, um, thanks, babe. You know, wife feel over time in. She says it's working for you too. See, sees the test. She sees it. She sees it happening. Um, hey Becky, two weeks ago I do the daily bags too. Yes, Becky, awesome. And congratulations. Two, two, two weeks ago, awesome. Congratulations. Very good. I'm very proud of you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, one of the things that we see is how that works. And so you gotta be prepared, right? You gotta be prepared for that. Uh, I was working with my college students the other day and one of my college students was a little frustrated at their grade on their speech um, because they didn't get the grade that they you know thought they would get and so one of the things i said to them i said well how much work did you put in preparing the speech and they said i mean i did this, this. i said well did, did you do what, what kind of research did you do well i did you know some research and basically i said to them i said you know in order to be successful the two-part preparation one-part delivery Two parts preparation and one part delivery. I always tell my speech students that. Anybody, when I'm working with uh, some some ministers who are you know trying to be better at their sermon prep, I says two parts preparation, one part delivery. Like what you see in the front, right, is after weeks and weeks of preparation, right. Um, I remember my first. <laughs> so, Shavella, I wonder if you remember it the same way I remember it. So. Um, Shavella, when she met me, right, she met me, you know, she met me as a minister in church. So, you know, she saw me speak and she saw the finished product. She saw, you know, what the preparation did. And by the way, the preacher that I am today is not the same preacher I was back then. I didn't know anything back then. Like I, I wasn't as good, you know, and I'm, and the preacher I'm going to be five years from now, 10 years from now, is not going to be the same as I am today. So it's like, I'm constantly getting, you know, trying to get better. 
But um, one of the things that was happening was we did not live together until we got married. Like that was one thing that we were very committed to. Um, and so we were committed, you know, we didn't move in together until we got married. And what that meant was you had to get used to like just the nuances of what we do. Like, you know, I'm a quirky fella. Um, and I admit that. But um, one of the things that I would do is I would prepare for my sermons, prepare for my speeches and all that stuff. Um, thank you, Brother Kevin. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, I would prepare my sermons and stuff. And, and me, I do it out loud. Um, I actually walk around. I talk. It's funny. I talk to myself um, in the sense that I'm like preparing for what I'm going to say. Getting ready for the show today, I actually was talking to myself this morning, like just talking through concepts, making sure that I was clear on what I wanted to say, because I want to come across as prepared, right? That That's very important to me, because if I'm not prepared, it flusters me. And so with that, to that end, I, um, I, was, I was preparing and stuff for um, a sermon and she was in the other room. I was in the front room and I was just, I was going at it. I was like, I don't, I don't, you know, talking through things, laughing at parts where they're supposed to be funny, blah, blah, blah. And so she was like, what's, what, what's going on? What's up? Is anybody out there? I said, no, 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 it's just me. And, um, and I thought I said loud enough that I'm just preparing my sermon, but I don't know that she heard it. So she was like, oh, okay. So that was that. So then it got a little longer in it and she came rushing out again and said, who is here? Who are you talking to? And I said, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm practicing my sermon. And she looked at me real puzzled. It was like, you practice? And like, she was just really like confused. Like, you practice that? Like, she didn't realize that that's what I did to make sure that I get it right. Because she all she saw was what was up front. She didn't see the behind the scenes, right? She didn't see the times when I'm trying out little stories. Y'all, when, when I get up and I do a speech or I do a presentation or I do a sermon, there are some things that never make it to that <laughs> because I tried it and realized, you know what? I, I that's not going to work. I don't there are things I want to talk about on the show some days, but because I can't really articulate it the, the for what I feel would make me feel comfortable with it, I don't bring it up until I'm comfortable with it. There are times I'm talking to people and I'm asking them questions about things and all of that's my preparation. Like preparation is not just sitting down and writing things out. Preparation is the the behind the scenes work that you're doing. It's the, um, you know, it's the research that you're pulling in. It's the conversations you're having with people. It's the observations that you're making of people. And so one of the things that I want to encourage you all to do is make sure that you don't forsake preparation. Regardless of what it is that you want to do, do not forsake preparation. Make sure that you are putting the preparation time in. Because a lot of times we see people and we see the finished product, especially in this world of social media, in this age of... Um, you know, I only show what I want you to see, right? Um, people don't show you everything. Look, think about it. How many times have you taken a selfie, right? You pull your phone up and you take a little selfie. Look how we do it. We take the selfie, we get the angle, you look at it like, oh, no, that's not going to work, right? Um, you know, you sit there and find yourself adjusting yourself. You get another angle because you 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 want to make sure that what you represent, you know, you put your head to the side, maybe put the phone to the side a little bit. Like we do all of those things, right? Because we want people to see something. That's that's even preparation, right? That's a part of the preparation. So one of the things I want to encourage you all is regardless of what it is that you want to do, do not forsake preparation. Make sure what you're doing is you're putting the time in to really make sure that you're putting the preparation in, that you're prepared, right? 
and that you're putting your best foot forward. And with that, that's my heads up. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. All right. So, yeah, that's it. Make sure you're preparing. I'm curious. What are some things that y'all are preparing for? Like, what are some things that you're you're doing as you are preparing for? I always um, make people laugh, too, because <coughs> my team at work, um, they get frustrated with me because we'll say we have a training that's coming up or something that we're doing. And, um, you know, what I'll do is I'll set a deadline for the date. Right. I'll say, all right, we're going to do it on this day. Now, when I set the deadline, there may not even be anything written out yet. Like we don't even know the title of the presentation, <laughs> but that that that's how I work. Like it drives me. Like it get, I have a date that I'm set for, and what I do is it helps me prioritize like what I'm doing in order to make sure I meet the deadline. I do that with the scripts that I write for church, uh, you know, just different projects that I work on. Um, and it works for me, right? And 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 during that time you'll hear me say, all right, I guess I need to put some things on paper. It's not that I wasn't working on it. Like I always was working. I'm always thinking. So I will tell you, I'm always thinking. There are days where I'll just sit and just listen to music for hours. Um, Listen to music for hours. What that does is that will give me inspiration. um, That will give me inspiration for you know, whatever it is I'm working on. Like, you know, a lot of times if we're working on a musical for church or something like that, you know, what we try to do is build, I build the script around the music and stuff like that. And so, um, so what we have is we, we, you know, I'll sit and listen to music for hours. I'll be like, Hey, listen, I'll tell her, like, Hey, you want to hear this real quick? Or there are times where I'll start work working on like pieces of the script. And I say, I'll say this real all the time. Hey, listen to this. <laughs> like, how does this sound? Right. And then as I'm doing it, that's that's all a part of the preparation. There's sometimes where I'll just go for a ride and I'll go and just sit. Um, I have a little spot that I go to on the water um, up in uh, Hartford County. And um, I just sit sometimes and just watch the water. And that whole time I'm thinking, I'm processing, I'm talking to the Lord, you know, a lot of times, but also sometimes I'm just sitting there thinking through concepts and making sure I'm doing that's all preparation, y'all. Preparation is extremely important. Also, the other part of preparation that I didn't talk about is the fact that what the preparation does is it helps build the strength that you need um, in order to make sure that you can, um, you know, that you can kind of get into what it is you need to get into. Um, You know, there's some things that you aren't prepared for yet, right? You don't have the strength for it yet. Uh, you don't have the knowledge for it yet and that's okay right you know one of the things that i know frustrates some people is um we um you know we look at culture we look at society and we see things should be a certain way um by now i remember and i think i've told you all before that my 30s was a little rough for me uh because i had made up in my mind that certain things were going to happen in the third in my 30s one because you know, I knew what God told me, right? I God had given me a vision for what was going to happen in the future, you know, what was going to happen in, in my career and my ministry and stuff. And so 
sometimes we translate that into, well, then that all has to happen now, or you are a failure, or God has moved on from you. <laughs> oh, man, you know, that I, I wasn't intending on going there today with you all. But I mean, I think somebody needs to hear that, you know, that God has um, you know, forgotten about you, or some people may even be thinking, well, you know what, maybe I didn't hear him right. I know I've said that. I don't know about you. I've said that like, oh man, maybe I didn't hear him right. Maybe, maybe what it was that I thought I heard him say was not, um, was not, was not right. Maybe I, maybe I wanted something to be there so badly that I was willing to, to think that I heard something and, um, you know, maybe, maybe, Maybe that's not the case anymore. Um, maybe that's, you know, maybe, maybe I was just wrong. I was just wrong. I didn't hear it right. And and I want you to be encouraged and know, and no, that's a part of the preparation. Um, we look at people like Mark Zuckerberg. We look at all them. You know, isn't it funny? Mark Zuckerberg, you know, was this young person, you know, who did this Facebook thing and all this other stuff. And he was this multimillionaire tech giant and all that stuff. And, you know, we look and see how successful he is. But look at Mark Zuckerberg now. He's having some issues. Right. He's having some issues, you know, and I'm not necessarily saying that he was um, premature and getting the way he was getting. But what I am saying is that we cannot base things on what we think we see the backstory. We don't know anything about the backstory. We know nothing about that. All we have to rely on is just what my boo just said. It's just not your season yet. Oh, my God. That thing needs to encourage somebody today, because I think a lot of times we get caught up in, again, God, you said this. I know this is what you said. You gave me a heart for this. You gave me a passion for this. But it's just not my season yet, right? There are some days where I want to have a good peach, right? But guess what? I can go to the grocery store and get a peach whenever I want. The problem is, is the peach going to be as good as it could be if I get it when it's in season? Anybody ever have that happen with corn? Let me tell you something. I love a good ear of corn. Let me tell you something. Corn, mm, you know, having lived in Ohio for several years, some of the best, the best corn, right? But guess what? You can't just have corn all year long and expect it to be as good as it is when you really, when it's really good. Why? Because it's in season and it's out of season. And so one of the things I want to encourage you all is as we talk about this whole thing of preparation, actually, this lends itself to our surprise today because um, I have a surprise for you all. And I'm going to ask them to give me a thumbs up if they are ready, um, because I want to see um, the surprise because you want to talk about something being in season. Mm, I'm not doing this today. I made a promise I was not going to do this today because we're going to let them tell this story on another day. We're going to give it the, the we're going to give it the respect of the whole, a whole show. But I want you all to know that a member of our team is in form of Mama Christy. I want you all to just write down where y'all are at. Christy, oh hey. my gosh. Good morning. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at him. Good morning. Okay, so he's eating right now. He's and, eating um, right now. You know how that is. You know when you're hungry? Yeah, so buddy. As, as soon as he gets his fill and he's ready to be social, I will definitely lift him up so you can it's see him well. Good. It's all good. It yeah. is all Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little jacked up. I'm sorry. Oh. Hmm. Oh, shoot. Oh, Mike. Woo. We, y'all, y'all, I, mm, I, we talk about that. We, we were just talking about preparation 
uh, Christy, we were talking about the importance of of not um, diminishing the power of preparation. And there are days where you know you heard something from God, right? And it doesn't come out the way you thought it should come out. My God. But it doesn't change the fact that he still made that promise, right? Listen, see, don't you start here. Don't you start. He made that promise. And that promise is sitting in your arms right now, right? Amen. Amen. I, I can't I can't wait to tell the story. Yeah, the you're gonna tell we're gonna have you and Rob, we're gonna have you and Rob tell the story because um it is so incredible, and I think a lot of people need to be blessed by it. Um, but but I'm just so first of all, I'm just tickled black to see you. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, tickle black, you. that's a new one, Mike. <laughs> I have I, I have missed you in the oh. um, in the head in the head in the head notes chair keeping us up to date I, i've stayed away from some topics because i just know that i can't do them justice like you can oh but um and, and you're gonna be back a little more regularly but we had to have you come on today for a few moments and just let us see prince mason and see you look at him look at him y'all Hold on, let me. He, he had, so, so, so she's getting them situated, y'all. So she had, uh oh, look at him. Look at him. Oh, he feeling all right now because he didn't got some of that. Come over here, Mason. He got some of that, but that's all right. What's up, buddy? How you feeling, buddy? There you go. Is just a something. That's all right. He is content sitting in mommy's lap. Christy, so we were over at your house the other day. And, you know, little Mike is nine years old. So we've been out of the like new toy game for taking care of the babies. There is something that you had. Did y'all know that there is a baby Keurig? <laughs> Tell them about the baby Keurig, Christy. Yes. So we're all familiar with the Keurig that provides us with our wonderful coffee and tea and cider and all of that. So there's a baby Keurig that works just like the adult Keurig, <laughs> where you just put the formula in the top. It's not a, a K-cup or anything. It's like uh-huh. a, uh, a container where you put the formula uh-huh. and you you're able to press the button it warms up the water for you hello uh-huh. there's a button where you press how many ounces you want and then you hit start and you put the bottle there and it will just combine the hot the warm water with the formula and it gives you the ounces that you want at the temperature you need you put the tap on and you get the feeding <laughs> that is that i'm not i'm not gonna lie it don't take that you chris you know me a long time you know it don't take much to entertain me yeah, <laughs> it doesn't take much, but I was tickled by that because that thing was just funny, y'all. Because it was funny because she said, Let me go ahead and get this formula together, and she just went and popped the little thing. It was a, and Shirella was like, Wait a minute, is that a baby care? Like, what, what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, so, it's awesome. His god daddy gave it to him. That uh, is incredible. That is incredible. So, mm-hmm. Christy, now you, I have to be honest with you, and, and Shirella and I laugh about this because. Little Mike was like my first real baby that I actually interacted with regularly. Like I didn't do any of the babysitting. You didn't keep your babies with me like while you were going out for the, like nobody did that. Like that that wasn't me. Like so I I was in new territory. So I know Mason is not your first rodeo. No. But what are some a couple of things that kind of maybe um surprised you about motherhood um as you've gotten into it i know that i'm putting you on the spot here but you know you're good with the impromptu question so what are some surprises some things that kind of surprised you along the way okay so you know when you're having a baby mothers and fathers they're always telling you different things right so you you expect you expect 
the things that they tell you. Mm -hmm. uh, what I didn't expect, you don't know until you know, mm -hmm. right? I knew I loved him, mm -hmm. but like, I love him. Like, it's <laughs> unbelievable the mm -hmm. love that I have for him. Mm -hmm. um, I, I so that's kind of over overwhelming in, in a great way. Mm -hmm. um, they tell you how tired you're going to be. Mm -hmm. You don't know until you know. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you'll be tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm tired, but this is that doesn't surprise me so much. But I'm gonna tell you what does surprise me. Okay. Uh huh. The the when God does things, He does things well. I'm telling you, the way He made women. Mothers, I, I don't even know how I operate day to day and have clear thoughts and am, am able to do all the things that I'm able to do. And it's not to pat myself on the back. This is not what I'm doing. This is for mothers uh -huh. out there. Yeah. Like, I don't, God just gives us something special yep. because Rob is a wonderful husband and a oh, phenomenal father, uh -huh. but he just doesn't have like, you know, I, he doesn't have the endurance uh -huh. that I have. Yeah. And one other thing is I hear everything like he's still in the bassinet right now. Mm -hmm. This boy, he doesn't have to cry. He can go hmm. mm -hmm. and you he can move his, and I hear it. It's like my my mommy radar is on a million. I'm I sure. hear everything. And even though I may not wake all the way up, I, I can hear everything that he does so that I'm prepared for if he's hungry or needs to be fed or whatever, I'm ready to go. But that that mommy instinct and hearing those senses that you, God just puts on you. Whew, That's something, isn't it? It's amazing. You got an amen from, uh, you got amen from Shirella. She said, yes, ma'am. You know, I, I'm going to tell you, I get it. Like what you said about Rob, I totally get it. I think most dads, if we would be honest, we will admit it. Um, I got some. Of, I got some of my best sleep when little Mike was an infant. Like I did as a father. Shavella, you know, Shavella, you know, was great about you know just she knew I had to get up to still do some things. I had to go teach. I had to go speak and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so she actually took the brunt of the the load. And there were times where stuff went on in the middle of the night. I didn't even know right. uh, because she just did. And it was funny. You're right. She was operating on no sleep, but was able to make it all work. Didn't burn the house down. Um, didn't. Still cooking. Uh, yeah, still, I mean, she You're was cleaning. Listen, I didn't miss a meal. You know, I didn't miss a meal. And and so, you know, you're right. There's something about that superhuman strength that comes alongside with being a mom. So, I, I mean, I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There are times, look, Shirella can't hear nothing else, but she can hear something that little Mike did. Like, really? Like, what? She right. <laughs> Mike, Mike is doing da da da. How you know? Like, how, like, can you see through the wall? No, I just know. And sure enough, that's what it would be. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so have you discovered that he uh what if you know, so, so you and Rob first of all you and Rob have your own personalities like y'all are personality like Mr. <laughs> personality right <laughs> have you picked up on some traits that Mason has picked up along the way is he more inclined to one direction or another or are there some things that he kind of has that aren't even you don't you, you haven't figured out where you got it from yet no not yet it well as far as physically, right? Um, Mason, um, at last count, I thought it was five dimples. He has seven dimples. Okay. They they, they don't normally all show at the same time. Um, you know, they're kind of like here and there, but they're there, right? 
So I'm trying to figure out where he got all these dimples. Now, the, the one in his chin, he got genuinely oh, for yeah. me. Mine is very <laughs> obvious. His um, dimple chin, uh, chin, the dimple on his chin is not as noticeable, but it's definitely there. Uh -huh. um, but he has dimples all over. And I just had to believe the angels were just kissing him before he got here. Um, that surprised that surprised me. Um, I he, he I don't know if he's going to show it now. Maybe if I interact with him face to face, he may show. But he has a smile. Oh my goodness, that just lights up the room. Mm -hmm. And when he is angry, and I won't say angry, when he is uncomfortable or hungry, he looks just like his dad. Mm -hmm. He looks just like Rob. Like. It's like Rob's face is just looking right at me, like feed me, lady. Um, but but as far as personality, he's just very alert and he love. I'm not surprised he loves music because he and me and his dad love music. Yeah. Um, and uh, Rob does bath time with him, and at, at during bath time, they he plays all kinds of music from R&B to gospel to Nat King Cole. I mean, you, you're gonna get a little. He's gonna get a little bit of everything. So he's Bound to be eclectic. Does he uh does he dance a little bit even? Has he gotten to that yet? I yeah, I forgot to mention that. So he's been a mover. He's been a mover since he was in my womb. Okay. And he, he's still kicking those feet he's and those moving feet those arms. So he's a mover. He loves and he stands. He likes to stand up. Let's see if he does it. He's st yep, he's standing up. Uh-oh. Uh -oh, and he's moving uh -oh. around. Yeah, he's just he's a mover. Uh -oh. Adorable, he is. He is. He is special. Thank you. Well, you and Rob are special, so oh, you're so kind. You know, it's only it's only fitting that that would happen. So, um, well, you know, I got you in the table. I'm I'm going to ask you quick. We got to talk about two things real quick because you know okay. we 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 wouldn't be our show if we didn't. Okay. We didn't get to reflect on this during um during the season, and it's a little late, but it's okay. Can we talk real quick about the cookout on Big Brother? Can Mike, we talk a little bit about the cookout on Big Brother? Let me just say, and I know it's been said many times for many people, this was the best season of Big Brother. And I have been a ride or die fan of this reality show from the beginning. Yeah, me too. And, and it's funny. It's like, initially I had like a love-hate relationship with it. Sure. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not going to watch it this year. Yep. And I would watch one episode and it was sucking you, right you right And I, I'm like, then I'm just like, I got to see every, you know, mm -hmm. episode. And Rob mm -hmm. is like, not a fan. He's like, it's on again? It's yeah. on again? Like, yes, <laughs> so it like, this is my time. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, the cookout, man, what a, they made me really want to be a part of that game. Like, I wanted to sign up. And the the beauty of it, the what saddens me and the beauty of it is that it can never be duplicated. No. It, it will never happen again. Like that, first of all, all the cards are shown. Yeah. And then B, it was just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And the yeah. thing about, you know, Black Americans, African Americans, whatever you want to call us, we do have this unsaid, unwritten thing when we see each other in the midst of other cultures or ethnicities. Mm -hmm. It's just like, okay, I got you, you got me. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's automatic. And even though they had their you know, disagreements and, you know, some shade and drama, you know, but that's just human beings, you know, that's just being a human. I just thought it was beautiful. I yeah. I thought it was brilliant. 
Now I have my opinions about different personalities within the cookout. Well, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Okay. Let's let's go pay a quick bill real quick. Okay. We'll come back. I want to hear about your personalities. Give us two seconds. Okay. We're, we're gonna okay. talk. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike Show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. So you were talking about um, that we, we like we like the idea of um, the, the the whole concept of cookout. And one thing I do want to make mention is, and for those who don't follow follow Big Brother, everybody forms alliances throughout the season, but mm-hmm. never once have I seen an alliance that is formed like on the first week, not only stay intact through the whole season, but stay intact through the whole season undetected and actually be able to be fulfilled. Like they actually, they their first goal was to get them all to jury because getting them all to jury guaranteed uh, all African-American, well, not all African-American jury, but all the African-Americans will be in there, which in turn, if, if they played their cards right, it guaranteed that an African-American would win the show. Mm-hmm. So that was their first goal. Once they got to that, they still were able to keep, I mean, just the brilliance of it. Nobody that is a fan of Big Brother can say that that concept was ingenious. That was wasn't ingenious because, like you, I've watched it from day one. Like I've seen every single. I watched the little specials. I watched the little. I even every now and again I'll tune into the little behind the um scene just to watch what's going on in the house. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I am truly a fan. Um, and so like you, yeah, I've seen. I've never seen that happen. So you said there's some personalities within the cookout. Okay, I'm curious about that because I have a couple of things about it too. Okay, so my goodness. So okay, and it's been we're removed from it for about a month now. So I'm trying to remember people's names. Sure. Um, but Fraser. Um Derek. Uh Derek. Joe, yeah. Joe Fraser's son. Big D. Yep. Big big D. So I I thought he got a little cocky at the end. Absolutely. He started feeling himself a lot. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you didn't win one anything. <laughs> Now, all I, they showed him doing was laying down. He was always lounging. Right. <laughs> I can't. I can't take away. He did have some brilliant moments. His strategic, Absolutely. you know, things that he did, putting himself, you know, offering or allowing himself to be on the block, and yeah. you know, he did do some things. But you know, when he, I didn't appreciate how he was telling, um, uh, Asha, Asha, yeah, Asha, that um, if you, if it wasn't for me, you, you wouldn't wrote, be here, you and rode your way through. Yeah, yeah, I I didn't appreciate that, but I did appreciate just how well each one of them were able to articulate Mm -hmm. their, you know, their plight, their purpose, their mission. Uh, I thought that was very clear. And I think that the jury members who weren't a part of the cookout, because they were able to articulate it so well, they had to respect it. Yeah, they they had to respect it, and even though there was, I, I felt you know Sarah Beth, I did not care for her. Um, there was some definite hate, you know, on her part. You know, I think in the end, you know, you had to just respect the moves, the the just you had to respect them. Period. Absolutely. Do you and, think? Um, do 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 you agree with Xavier being um, the winner? Absolutely. Yeah. If if Derek had a won. I would have had an issue. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Xavier was definitely, I would have loved to have seen Tiffany. I think yes. Tiffany, just that, I think on that that one challenge where she didn't give it up, mm-hmm. I think that's what sealed, that sealed her fate. I think it absolutely so. did. It absolutely yeah. did. She she got a little cocky too. She did, yeah. But I was I've always been a fan of Tiffany, and when I saw that she won the fan favorite, yeah, the money, I was I was thrilled. I now I, that I did not think it was going to happen. Yeah. I did not think America was going to give all three of the prizes to African American women. I didn't either. I didn't, I didn't think that either. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was surprised that she got it, but I it it, it made me have faith that um you know have, well first of all I have faith in America. <laughs> And we'll talk about that another day. Um, but um, but no, I really didn't. I have been waiting. I've been chomping at the bit to talk to you about that because um, we 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 were we were going hard on 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 Big Brother. I got one more thing, and I'm gonna let you go. Okay. Um, do you think the vitriol that's going to Issa Rae in Insecure about I call it AKA Gate? What is that about? Let's see. I have to be it. it I have to be careful in how I respond because I am not a member Neither of the sorority. That yep. was just not yep. God's will for my life. Got you, got you. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know whether or not it doesn't, I, I haven't done any further investigation. I don't know whether or not the show reached out to get permission. Sure. I don't know if they didn't, I don't know why they would not have done that. Yeah, yeah. That should have been a known fact. If you, have any connection to HBCUs, sororities, fraternities, then you know how dear those symbols and things are to them. So you should have done that. However, it's a character. I feel like the character is promoting, helping to promote that sorority. So like in the end, what harm did it really do? If anything, it encouraged it, especially in the age when the VP is a Sora, right? Like that's that's hers, right? right. So it would if you're gonna pick one, I, I I guess for me I understand the spirit about why they chose that. And in the ep- I've been watching Insecure from day one. I actually watched um, the other things before, when they were on YouTube because um, I've always been an Issa Rae fan. I just was encouraged by what she did, and um, <clears throat> I feel like their portrayal was never in question. But like you said. I can't speak to it, although I've, I've heard both sides of it from AKAs. Some that said, yeah, I'm, it's a non-issue for me. And others are like, oh, my gosh, like da 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 So um, I just I feel I feel like, if anything, it really just helped raise awareness for that. And there's some there's some little girls that I think are going to want to um, be an AKA because it's on that. That's yeah. my it, it see, see, Mike, the, the sorority fraternity thing, if if you if you ever want to go there with me and you want to start some a conversation i'm gonna say that we can go there because i have certain thoughts got it about this and and this drama with the show yeah it, it kind of just re, it just brings all that back up because got i it. just like i think and I, it's not just the sororities and fraternities sure. i think that there's a that's a lot of beholding to symbols okay. and if you're a christian i said if yeah. You're a Christian. You got to be careful with that. Sure. You sure. got to be careful with that. So, you know, that's a conversation for another another that's a conversation time. for another day. What that means <laughs> you was going, you just that, y'all that what that means is that Christy is not gone. She just <laughs> on mommy duty right now, and she will be back. And as you can see, the table has heated up again. 
because she is back. Christy and Mason, thank y'all for joining us. Thanks for, for having us. Today. It is just so good to see y'all. And uh, I can't wait. Uh, we're going to have you back. Well, it's not even have you back. You're just going to be back at work and we're going to be doing what we do when, when the timing is right. So yes, I'm looking, so I'm looking forward to it. It'll be very oh. soon. All we'll right, make well, it work. Love you. Love you. Love you both. Love you guys. And, uh, we're going to go ahead and pay another bill. See y'all later, Mason and Christy. See you soon. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candidates to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Romp. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, any media. For any media, for anything. Contact us so we can create. Well, that was definitely a treat, wasn't it all? And you know, all good things have to come to an end. What a great episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Um, it was just, what a nice to just have Christy back for a little bit. Just uh, missed her smiling face and her voice. Um, but um, we'd definitely love to see her. And we're going to have another episode because uh, just listening to um, her and Rob tell their story of the journey that they took to get to where we're at now with Lil Mason is just incredible. And I know some people are going to be blessed by that. So that's coming in the near future. But to that end, um, I just want to let you all know that I love you all. There's nothing y'all can do about it. I wish you all God's peace and favor as you are walking into November. Cannot believe that here we are two days out, less than two days out from November 1st. And, uh, we're going to um, definitely hit uh, the ground running because we get into the holiday season and all that fun stuff. Wish you all the best that God has for you. And until next time, peace. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.